Hi, my name is Kevin McDonald, and I'm declaring my independence. Independence from what? Why, negative thoughts and energy, of course. Chief among them, hate, division, and fear. You see, I know that we're all one, and together we can solve any problem, save our planet and each other. Please, join me as we come together as one and choose a better way to be. So now, let's begin with my independence report. And welcome to the show, everybody. My name is Kevin McDonald, and you're listening to my independence report. I am really fortunate, and all I'm going to do today is I'm going to turn this over to Coriel and Ann. Coriel's in the bottom of your screen, and Ann is over there. And uh, I'm, we're going to talk about now we are doing the erotic blueprints, and this is episode number five which is the final one, which is called Shapeshifters. And I am totally unaware of how that works. So I'm going to turn it over to Coriel and you guys figure this out from there. Coriel? Absolutely. Coriel, you want to go? You want me to go? Uh, you can go. You can okay, go. so I'm actually having a dream day for a shapeshifter because it has all the things. So a shapeshifter loves everything. So in the blueprints, we're the everything bagel. We're the Ferrari. We've got all the bells and whistles and we want all of them. Um, and uh, just variety, adventure, changing it up, like uh, contrast, more, more, more. Um, so I'm in the midst of moving chaos all around me, but I'm presenting this very calm face. So I've got contrast and it's also a little kinky because it's like, oh, it's so naughty that I've got crap all over, but I look <laughs> very sophisticated and um, only I would know that except I'm telling you which is also kind of naughty so it's just we like to play in all the blueprints um so energetic um also the fact that I'm 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 actually moving to a new place I'm changing it up best thing for a shapeshifter change it up like um routine we just get bored we want like what's next and oh it's different and I don't even know how to do this thing like all of that Yep. Coriel, you're a shapeshifter. How yeah. is it you? I am. It's pretty much the same. It's, it's constantly shifting in and out of the, the blueprints on a daily basis, moment by moment. Um, I'm really just, it, it's kind of like shushing down the slopes. I kind of think of it like that. So one minute I'm, you know, in my energetic. Next minute I'm in my dark energetic. Next minute I'm in my sensual. The next minute I'm in my sensual shadow. The next minute I'm in my shape, my shapeshifter shadow. Yeah. So it goes back and forth and back and forth. And I never really knew what that meant. I never, I never knew what that was all about. I knew I've been doing it since I was as as old as I could remember, as young as I could remember. And I never understood what that was. Um, the other thing was, was that I didn't understand why until I shaped, uh, shapeshifted into the shapeshifter, <laughs> I didn't know why I was doing half the stuff I was doing. It just felt like I was always you know, trying to understand myself. Like, why am I moving the furniture around? It's because, you know, once a month or every other month or since I was a kid, I was doing this. And it was like feeding my energetic. But at the same moment, you know, I had to have furry stuff around me. That was important. Not so much, you know, like some textures would just eke me out and I didn't know why. And 
just answered so many questions. It really did. And I love being a shapeshifter. I love it. And it makes so much sense now. But in the beginning, until I went to Pat to Passion, I did not. I was very, my shapeshifter was like the lowest percentage. And then we did the Pat to Passion, skyrocketed in two hours into shapeshifter. Yeah. (laughs) And um, I got shamed for being a sh- I didn't know I was a shapeshifter, but I got shamed for it. It was like, you're too much. Why are you changing your mind all the time? You want too much. Nobody can want all those things. Like, you know, why do you keep changing? You wanted that thing yesterday. Why isn't that working today? Like all of that. Mm-hmm. I didn't have answers for that. I'm just like, I, I don't know. I guess I'm broken. Like I didn't, I didn't know. Um, and so when I discovered the blueprints and this language, it would just explain my whole life. And um, Kevin, we were just talking a little bit before we got on that, um, how this expands, like it's way beyond your sexual life and your erotic life. It does really help inform that. But like, as I've worked more with the blueprints over the years, what I've discovered is like, it, you can tell a shapeshifter by the arc of their life. So you may be a shapeshifter if you have changed careers often. Uh-oh. If you are multi-talented Uh-oh. and you've gotten in trouble for this because what happens is you get really good at something and then everybody around you like, oh my God, you're the expert. We need you to sit in this box and do that thing for the rest of your life because you do it so well. Thank you. And two weeks later, you're like, I'm, I'm done. I'm, I'm ready for the next thing. Mm-hmm. But you've like signed up for something because you were like, <laughs> oh, it's so nice that they like me. That's really great. And then you're bored and resentful, what not good. Um, what else? Shapeshift, just like playfulness, um, ch- changing variety. Um, yeah. So well, it shows up everywhere. Well, it you seems know? to me like the both of you, when you, when you look at you two and you talk to you, it's like you're full of life, full of energy, full of, full of what's to come. And I see people like that. I'm drawn to people like that. Uh, a lot of people are not because they're they're like oh, I don't know they like change and they don't know I like everything to be the same and I like to you know go home and have dinner at five thirty and I like to watch the news at six and and their life is but you guys are full of life and is that what a shapeshifter really is is full it can of- be there is something called a shadow shapeshifter which is that you actually have the shadow of each of the blueprints and it can be someone who's really shut down in every way that can show up. But in general, because we love adventure, change, um, contrast, I'd say shapeshift, like I am, I'm doing well in COVID even in this year of what the hell is happening. I'm like, cool. What else is going to happen? How do I do this thing? Wow, I've never done that before. Oh, my oh, God. Well, now I'm free to do that it. because there's no yeah. rules anymore. Like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, bring it. I mean, not that I love, you know, some of the darkness that's happening. And yet, as a shapeshifter, I, I live in the dark. I love the dark. That's, that's part of me. So um, I think it helps. I think it helps. Yeah. What about you, Coriel? I think I think absolutely that's right, and I'm not having as hard as a hard time. I'm like you, and I'm not having as hard a time in COVID. And I was, you know, doing the nine to five at Home Depot, and you know, having to deal. I was, mm-hmm. in it. I wasn't staying home. I was in it, and you know, it was so interesting because I was thriving in it, 
And people were not understanding that. And I was happy and I was positive and I wasn't letting it get me down and all this kind of stuff. And people were just like, how do you do that? And I was like, this is very exciting times. People don't understand this, but there is huge contrast now, huge contrast that's going on. Politi- and huge possibility. Huge possibility. Yes, yes. Yeah. And you know something? It's like politically, personally, globally, we're shifting like unbelievably. Humanity is shifting. And yeah. if you can get behind that, this is going to be, you know, this is going to be not the shocking, hard, awful times. And I'm not saying awful things aren't happening, but this is also concentrating on the contrast, concentrating on the contrast and loving the contrast. But I can understand how somebody who doesn't love contrast, doesn't like change, doesn't want to, you know, has their regime or their their routine and they're happy with it and they don't want to mess with it. I get it. But if you don't shift in this time, you are going to be miserable. The other thing I want to say is, is that I used to say to myself, especially when I was a psychic, I mean, I was a psychic. I was an animal communicator. I am. I'm a psychic. I'm an animal communicator. You You are a psychic. (laughs) I was an energetic healer. I'm an energetic healer. Um, I was doing Bach flower essences. I mean, I used to say that I was wore many hats. And changing jobs, yes, it answered so much questions, so many questions. I mean, I didn't have, a, I didn't keep a job. This this career that I had before for twenty five years, it's the longest I've had. Okay, all the other things, it was like a relationship. I couldn't stand it after two years. I was like, I have to get out. I'm bored, you know. And it's and, it, the- and it is it's good for this. I like what you and I both do, which is it changes all the time. Our schedule isn't the same every. Uh, client who comes it's a different world that we get to we get to use all our toolbox like it Mm. works really well for that and I think you know the thing about shapeshifters too when we've there's there's people who think they're a shapeshifter and they haven't really stepped fully into it because you really it's about developing and deepening into each one of the blueprints and really getting it like really getting the essence of it and being able to go deep into any of them and um there's sort of an enlightened shapeshifter, I'd say, where you kind of come into like the whole thing. And the thing about it is it's like the myths of the shapeshifter that you find in different cultures. That's kind of what we do because we can inhabit any one of the blueprints. It means like what Coriel was saying, I can understand someone who loves their fixed routine, a sexual, for example, someone who has the, the sexual blueprint, they like certainty. They want to be able to predict that they need to plan. They're freaking out right now. They're having a hard time. And I get that because I've got that in me. I can kind of step into their shoes and then translate and say, hey, maybe try this thing because that thing's not really working so well right now. So how about that? Um, yeah, so it gives a lot of... Um, flexibility and um it it means insects also we're pretty erotically sophisticated we like to try like different things um i'd say the biggest shadow for shapeshifters that i see besides the too much what i see showing up a lot is um a sense of starvation there gets to be it's like you step into shapeshift and you're like wow i'm the i like everything i can do anything i have superpowers now i need that all the time or i'll be pissed And I know a lot of shapeshifters who start into that and then they're like, yeah, but I'm not getting enough. I need six hands every day and I need five partners. And, 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 um, 
the cure for that that I've seen for any one of these blueprints, for any, I don't know, for everything, <laughs> is to be in the present moment. That even in the shapeshifter moment, if I am fully receiving what's happening right now, I'm not concerned about, is it enough? Am I going to get more? Is it going to stop? I'm just here. Right. So it's, it's the mindfulness piece that you do so much with, Kevin. Yeah. I, 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 I tell you, you guys, that, that, and that's, I was telling you, uh, um, and before we got started, and I've told Coriel this before, I wasn't sure if this was going to work for me, the, this, this erotic blueprint stuff, because uh, I thought, you know, for the podcast, it might be a little racy <laughs> and, and stuff. But it, what it is, is at its foundational core, it is exactly what I have been feeling for my entire life. Yeah. I don't, I never put a label on it. But it's it's like, you know, we, people need to learn to live or could, if they chose, need to learn to live more authentically and more real and be in the present moment and to love everybody and to care and to understand each other and to understand themselves. And that's what this whole program is about. And you guys teach yeah. this, this stuff to people, don't you? We do. Yep. Yeah. And it's it's the empathy piece. Yeah. It's the, wow, you're different than me. And it's not like, and so I can't hang out with you. Or it's like, oh, my God, you're different than me. Can I learn from you? It, that's, that's what it is. People come to you and go like, I don't know what you got. But it's, it's like. I want to do that thing. <laughs> when, when yeah. so, it's also about embracing your uniqueness and the uniqueness of others. It's yeah. about seeing really and truly what everybody is, how everybody's different and how that's not something to fear. And how it's not something to tone down. I always thought, that, see, it wasn't anybody telling me I needed to tone myself down. Um, I, I was telling myself that because yeah. I was keeping myself in a box. I was keeping myself because I was terrified that I was, I was going to freak out my partners. Like my, my last partner, I was keeping myself down for the longest time. I would let out a little bit a little bit of the kinky or a little bit of the energetic or a little bit of this and a little bit of that or a little bit of the sexual. And he would immediately freak out and be like, I, 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 I can't handle this. But then I would keep at it and be okay. But I just, I, I kept putting, pushing myself out just a little bit, just a little bit. I would never just blow it out of the water. I just couldn't do it. Um, and I didn't realize what I was doing until I blew into Path to Passion. I was like, that's it. That's what I've been doing. I've been keeping myself in a box and toning down my light so that he wasn't feeling uncomfortable. And that's what we have a tendency to do. And yeah. that's what I want to show people how not to do anymore. But and I've, had the, I've had the pleasure of watching you, Coriel, bust the heck out of all the boxes. And what I see is the more that you blow it out, the more inspirational you are, the more permission you give, yeah. and the more people feel comfortable around you because they're like, oh my God, I can, I can be anybody. Yep. You're, you're a real person. Yeah. yeah. And this is what I was talking about when I, I shared on Facebook um, that, uh, you know, with somebody about my shame, you know, because she was feeling shame over being anorexic bulimic. That's another hat. Right. Okay. And, you know, I made my peace with that a long time ago, but 
I don't want to be in shame anymore. I don't want to, the last shame I felt was, you know, before Path of Passion, which is the event which is happening with Jaya in, in, um, May, in October, just so everybody knows. Um, and if you can go to it, I would highly recommend it because it's going to be amazing. It's online. It's over 2000 people. It's going to be crazy, crazy cool. Um, but I mean, that was the last shed of shame that I had, the last shame that I shed. And I don't want to do that anymore. But I remember that awfulness of just being embarrassed and being mortified if somebody even knew that I was doing the bulimic thing. And, you know, it just... It, Stop with the shame. Just be who you be and just embrace it. Embrace your uniqueness. Everybody's unique. Everybody's different. It's beautiful. So, so let, me, yeah. let me ask you two, um, because, Corio, you said that you felt like you were in a box because okay. you, you could break out a little bit, but then you'd have to put yourself back in the box because you were starting to freak somebody out. But at the end of the, at the, end of the day, isn't that defeating who you really are? and keeps you in the box so that you can't be, you can't live your authentic, happy self because you're always having to retract and do what other people you think other people want you to do. Yes. It's being the people pleaser. That's what the shapeshifter shadow can be is the people pleaser. I'm going to twist myself up into a pretzel and be whatever you want me to be to make you happy, but I'm not going to make myself happy because I'm too big. I'm too much. But yeah, that's what it's all about is I was absolutely a people pleaser. And I wanted to make sure I was, like I said, I was terrified that if I showed my real face, that I was going to be shunned, that I was going to, I was going to freak him out. I was going to lose him. I was going to just be, it was going to be a crap fest. And I didn't want to be part of it. I was afraid I was going to destroy my life. But and I, I did have that. I did. Have, I was married to someone who was in the sexual blueprint. And I was a shapeshifter, but I didn't know it. I was in deep hiding. And because I can do any of the blueprints, I could totally meet his needs. He was completely happy with our life the way it was. And I was crawling up the walls and I felt like I was dying, but I wasn't telling him. I wasn't letting him know that. And um, we spent about a year kind of checking out the blueprints and sorting it all out. And he was like, I like the way I am. I don't want to expand. I like this. And I'm like, I need all of that. And we were like, okay, great. And he's got a new partner now. They're super happy. And so am I. So, um, but I had to become visible. And there were points where like when I came out with kink, it, there was some shaming. It was really uncomfortable. And by then I knew who I was and I had voiced it. I was visible enough and I had community around me supporting me to be able to say i get that's not going to work for you but this really is who i am this is how i work this is how this body works this is how i am in my being and i love that you're the way you are and maybe that means we don't stay together i think what you just said in is so important i think community that's the thing that really helped me when and it was because of you 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 brought me to path to passion um, and I love you for it, and I always will. But that I, I was alone. I was in shame. I was in a pit of sexual shame and just, you know, doubt. And, and it was almost, almost turning to self-hatred, almost. And I hadn't experienced that in a long time. 
But, um, you know, I think the community is what makes it important. Even if you just do this, just do the quiz. Finding people, and that's why this event is so important. This event changed my life. It changed my life. Mine too. Yeah. Three days. In one day, it changed my life. But in three days, by the end of that day, those three days, I was changed completely, just like you just said, Anne. It's incredible. So if you can do it, go to go to Jaya's website. Uh, I believe it's Path to Passion. If How do you not. spell Jaya? Jaya, J-A-I-Y-A. See? MissJaya.com. Or you can contact me or Coriel, yes, and true. we can give you tickets. We can do complimentary tickets. So there's that as well. And we'll do the contact information at some point, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's, community it's the community piece. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Does it, does and it also help that, that when, you, when you're talking with the community piece, that when you're talking with other people and you have got a particular thing that you would like to either do or try or did or that and or be and how you are, that it's nice to have somebody who comes from a, a similar reference point. That they're that it's not they they don't think you're crazy, they're like right. well yeah I felt that and that's this is what we isn't that how it works? Yes, yeah. or even like oh my god I want that too I've been wanting that for years can we do that together that would be great or even asking questions I had so many questions I had so many questions what do I do how do I do this what do I do that where do I go who who's a safe person that i can explore this with who do you recommend and how do i figure that out oh how do i vet people how do i have conversations yeah um the big thing about this community that i love is it's about container and consent those are technologies that we just have wired in this sex bubble that we have in this loving world that we're lucky to live in now um and so that means that i know now how to say i want this thing I want, I don't know, I want to be spanked. I like being spanked and be comfortable with that. It's like, that's true about me. That's just a fact. You can't argue with that because it's true about me. Would you like to do that with me? And then you can say yes or no. And if you're a no, it's like, awesome. Thank you. Now we don't have to waste time doing something that's not going to work. Or yes, and then we talk about like, well, how long and who's going to do what and what are the limits to how that, you know, just like to set it up. So the idea of container mm-hmm. so that it's not like, well, I'd like to be spanked, but actually I don't want to be spanked for the next two weeks straight. I, I kind of like 20 minutes. How about that? Um, just to say it out loud. And I think it helps with, we've got these myths about sexuality that we should all have telepathy which Coriel does, but, <laughs> uh, and I do now actually. Okay. All right. I'll own the woo. I know I'm a witch, um, but not to that degree. And so I, to, that you have telepathy and that you're responsible for somebody else's feelings. Oh, and that good sex has to be totally spontaneous. Mm. None of that is very helpful. The best sex I've ever had is like when everybody has figured out it's a good time. We talk about it ahead of time. Everybody knows what to expect We've agreed when it's going to begin and end. We agree on what kind of care we want after the fact. And then we just do that. And we don't do anything we don't want to do. And we talk about that ahead of time. Then I'm like, great. I can relax. Isn't, isn't, just, isn't the talking about it ahead of time just as erotic as everything else? Oh, oh yeah. Yes. <laughs> right. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it depends. That's the thing. I the big thing I learned, and I, I think Dan Savage does this really well too. Where he's like, okay, so you're not going to tell them, wow, I'm kinky. So um, sorry about that. Would you still want to date me? Like, it's not a disease. It's a it's a prize. You're like you won the lottery. Guess what? I'm kinky. What do you want to do first? <laughs> that changes the whole conversation. Yeah. It really does. It, it, it takes the, the guesswork out of everything. It takes the um, uncertainty out of everything. It makes everybody feel safe. It, it, you're able to play much easier. When there's boundaries. There's a container. So everybody understands what's going on. It's not just like, oh, I don't know. I might touch you here. And it's like, I mean, it's... <laughs> You know, I mean, you will, but with consent, but it's just like, it, it's, not, it's not like pin the tail on the donkey sexually, okay? You have clear guidelines, clear borders, and you can express right. what you want to do, what don't you want to do? What, what, that's the most important thing. Not only do, what you want to do, but what you don't want to do. That just, oh, it gives you breathing room. And it's oh, fun. So I, you and it builds are, trust. It builds you, trust. Yeah, you two are both professionals, and you're professional at what you do, and you teach people about the erotic blueprints. There's a large segment of our society that treats sex as a shameful thing, and not even a naughty thing. It's it's dirty. It's bad. But there's a point in someone's life when they might say that's that's not enough, and I want to explore more. How do you get people? How in your work? And I'm sure you get people like this from time to time. How do you get them to break out of that mold of it's, it's dirty, it's icky, it's anything other than the missionary, missionary position is wrong. And uh, even that half the time is wrong and all that. How do you break them out? That, I just did this, actually. I just worked, did an immersion with a client um, where we met in a city between our cities and did um, two days together. I do like a they two sessions a day and then an integration. But this was someone who had never let anyone in her entire adult life touch her intimately. Oh. It was terrifying to her. She had never had sex. She never had a relationship. Um, but she knew she wanted to. She'd gotten to a point where it's like, it's just getting worse. And now I'm in, in shame because I don't know this stuff. Um, I, I, I want this, but I don't even know how to talk about it. And what I do is just hold, it's what Coriel does too. We just hold space. It's like, I love you right where you are. You never have to do any of this stuff. But if you want to, here's how you might start. You know, maybe let's try this. And especially with this person, the main thing I did was to get her really clear about what are you a yes to? And especially when are you a no? Like, do not endure. Do not put up with anything. Do not grit your teeth. Not for a second. If there's anything happening here that doesn't feel good to you, we stop. We breathe. We wait. And it's baby steps. I'm not going to take someone like that and be like, hey, how about BDSM and a dungeon for your first try? Like, probably not. Um, just touch was revolutionary to that person. So it's just like meeting them where they are. Right. Which we find out by listening. Did she at one point cry? She did not. It was kind of shocking to me. This is a very epic person. I know that she probably did when she went home, but she didn't like, even that felt like, and I was like, that to me is bring everything. 
bring, bring your rage, bring your tears. Like that's, that's what sex is, is like, like we get down and dirty. We just like get, mix it in. Um, she wasn't there yet. She was still even, even having someone to talk to about it was <sighs> huge. And to me, this is like, this is like, we talk about what is our no more? Like, why do I do this work? It's for this. Like there should not be a, oof, getting really riled up. There should not be a human being on the planet who doesn't know that they own their own body, that this body is beautiful, that I get to touch it wherever I want, and that I get to have the kind of touch and the kind of people in my life who light me up and support me. I don't want one person on this planet who doesn't have that. Yes. Oh, but there are so many. I know it. I know it. And especially now with COVID, there's people who are kind of touch starved and that means they might be making choices differently because they're like, no. So it's, um, yeah, we go one person at a time or a couple at a time or a group at a time. <laughs> I don't know. Coriel, how do you do it? I mean, you're, you're so open and empathic already. Thank you. <sighs> I think for me, it's touching on that person's individual energy and just feeling my way intuitively on what I think would be right for them. Because as you know, and this, this, work is anything but cookie cutter. So what's going to work for one person is not going to work for the other person, next person coming up. So I think that's where I really love working with people intuitively, where I can really open them up and, and touch on their energy and guide them that way. And then I think also a great place to start, I mean, for those who don't want to do it and want to do it on their own and don't want to coach, is taking the blueprint quiz and then seeing what your top percentages are, because those will be your go-tos. Those are your easy wins. Those are the things that aren't so like, what the hell, you know, and your brain is like, what, you know, it's like, so if you're energetic, maybe playing with things like crystals and having those around you just, and you don't have to do anything with them sexually. You just touch your body with the crystals and feel how that feels. It's about pleasure. Pleasure is not about, pleasure is just, you know, whatever, it, 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 running your fingers down your, your body, your arm is, is pleasurable. It, there's different, like there's degrees of pain. We talked about this in Kinky. Everybody has different degrees of pain. There's different degrees of pleasure. So just rubbing, like a, taking a crystal and just rubbing it against your body and seeing how that feels and where that feels right. Because it's about opening the doors of pleasure. It's about opening the doors of, of your eroticism and just, you know, starting real easy with yourself. We're not talking about going on vibrators.com and buying the Hitachi vibrator, the you know, that goes, you know, I'm not talking about easing us in. It's about easing us in because what you also have to understand is Anne and I are doing work that is trying to get the conscious mind to the back of the bus because the conscious mind is usually the thing that's telling us we're dirty, we're wrong, we're ugly, this is disgusting. You know, that's why I want to work with people intuitively first. I want to gain, get them that doorway in because when you can bypass the conscious mind and do everything you want because it just feels good to you and it feels like the right thing for your body 
that's the way to go. That's, that's, that's the money right there. That's awesome if you can do that because I know that the conscious mind gets us in trouble. It's a minefield of shit. Excuse my French, but it is. <laughs> that it's wasn't the French. minefield of shit, you know? <laughs> yeah, and I, I use conscious in a different way very intentionally, so I'm just calling that out. <laughs> but I agree. It's when the brain, the patterns, the old thinking, when this brain thinks it can rule all the other intelligence in the body. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like, and, um, uh, and we work, uh, we both work over time. I like the thing that I did this immersion. I do that. Usually I do that with my clients who are already working with me over time because I, it, otherwise you can kind of blow somebody out and then they're like, ah, now what do I do? Um, I find that the people who get the best results are the ones who work three months, six months or a year with me right. or longer. I actually have people who've been going on for like a year and a half now and it's because there's different layers sometimes we're working with shame and trauma and doing release on that sometimes it's the physical body work and finding out you know what's lodged in there sometimes it's what do you want to create like what's awesome and what goal do you want to achieve and do you want to do that with more ease let's work on that and a lot of it is about communication attachment styles um, energy play, like with all the, there's so many different, it depends on the, the client, what they need. And so we bring that empathy, all that. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, it was, it was interesting because having the conversation with Orpheus and by the way, that's another podcast that I did that, uh, that he is a, um, he, he's a, a BD as what? <laughs> BDSM. Yes. He, he's a master. You're another guy. <laughs> He's the master at it. And the way he explained it was really interesting because he said, as an example, spanking isn't about punishment. It's about creating an erotic thing that, that, that it attacks more than your butt at any given time because it, it and stuff. So it, it's a completely different science of, of how, of how to, how to operate and, and stuff. So it, it, it was, yeah. it was really interesting. And a lot of it is about bypass, bypassing the brain, by going straight to the nervous system, going straight to what your body loves. And actually, Coriel, what you were saying was really important about pleasure because we have a bigger taboo about pleasure than we do about sex. Yeah. And that actually is the thing with this latest client that I was working with the most is that she is not, does not allow herself pleasure in her life, period. Like with anything, it's like she goes to work, she gives to everybody, then she goes home and she hangs out with it. You know, like it's, um, and the, the revolutionary idea of like, oh, I could slow down to enjoy this. Oh, it's okay to savor my food and to order exactly what I want. Like that, that is as much the teaching as anything we would teach about genitals or sex or kink or yeah, it's about it's about learning how to live your life, like you said, Kevin, authentically. It's it's about embracing. I keep saying the same thing in every single video I've done with you, I it, it, podcast. It, it, it's about embracing who you are at your core, without apologies, and just loving it, and feeding it, and speaking it, and feeling it, and being it. And that's all that it's all about. It's, it's, yes, it's about sexuality. Yes, it's about eroticism, but that's not what it's all about. It's about living life authentically. 
I have a question for both of you, and that is, um, by some statistics, three or four out of five girls and two to four or two out of four boys are sexually abused when they were kids. Mm-hmm. And that stays with that tends to stay with people their entire lives. How do you get people through that, past that to the other side where they can live happily with a partner and be authentic and get through it all? I think it's about finding I think it's about, again, I, I, it's not cookie cutter, but I think for me, it's about finding that shame and bringing that shame into almost like a beingness of aspect work where the, the person can eventually talk to it, embrace it, acknowledge it, live with it, and, and, and incorporate it into themselves so that they can then fully release it. But you can't, it's baby steps. When you're dealing with something like that and someone who's gone through that from, this is my opinion, and Anne might have something different or she might have more to say because she's Anne Moore. (laughs) (laughs) But I, uh, you know, I, I think it's about finding their ways in so that the, the doorways in, the, the, the portals in that feel good to them and then putting their shame on the shelf, but finding what works for them at that moment and then allowing them to blossom, allowing them to grow, helping, showing them how to do that. And, and then eventually we can deal with the other thing. But in the beginning, they're not going to want to hit that part of them it's too much it's too they're too fearful on it but we find ways that work for that particular person whether that's energy work something that feels good that feels like it's a ah yeah i could do this i get feather work feather play okay i could do that that doesn't i don't i don't have anything tied to feathers except good memories things that generate we're generating new good memories and do you have anything and I am a survivor of sexual abuse. I was molested when I was a child. And it, I did many, many rounds of uh, healing around that and looking at it. And so I've got a pretty deep under, and I'm gonna keep coming back to it. It's a, to me, it's a spiral. And it teaches me every time I come back to this place. Um, but what I've learned from that is that when uh, trauma happens of any kind, and sometimes it's not necessarily sexual abuse, sometimes it's, um, having been uh, shamed for touching your own body or um, physical abuse or verbal abuse, like all of those are too much, the overwhelming experiences, too much, too fast, too soon, they get like stuck in the body. And the main thing they do is they take away choice. They take away choice about your own body, your own safety, your own timing. And so the first thing I do when I, when someone approaches me is to, I get pretty fierce and I may, I, I want to know that they're committed to this change, that they're ready and that they're willing to go there because actually any transformation comes from them. I'm the guide. I can invite, I can give resources, but it actually is their own wisdom. And and one of the main things I do is to just hold the vision of them as a whole conscious being with choice, the, the part of them that's never been harmed. I see that. I hold that. I hold their higher self. And then I invite them to meet me there. And if they're not ready, 
then they're not ready and I won't do the work with them. Like I'm fully committed to their transformation and they have to be too. They got to be on board and wanting it. And because they have to see what the upside would be because it can get pretty dark going through it. They've got to have the light of like, ah, I can see that my life could be freer, more open, um, that I could have love, that I could have a partner, that I could have sex with somebody, like any of that. Um, so that you're not just trying to run away from, you're going toward. And what Coriel said, which is, it's not about trying to get rid of or to bury or to um, extract anything that's here. It's about saying, I love this part. Thank you for trying to protect me for so long and to integrate that so that then we have access to that much more power, that much more ease in our bodies, that much more openness in the nervous system. But um, yeah, it's, um, it's beautiful work. It's sacred work to me. And I'm honored and delighted to be a guide and a partner. And it's them. Every one of us has inside of us what we need to bloom. I think just, I, not to interrupt Kevin, but I think it's really important for anyone, whether it is they've been abused. I mean, I went through verbal abuse. I did not, thank goodness, I didn't go through sexual abuse, but I went through some verbal abuse, like it's going out of style. And that really hurt and that really, and again, that spiral, it's just as powerful. But I think the most important thing that everyone needs to understand is no matter where you are, you are not broken. You don't, you don't need to be fixed. This is not about fixing you because you're a broken, shattered thing. You have gone through experiences that we hold in compassion when we hold in empathy and we are going to help you try to move through that, but not because you're broken. It's because you simply are a person who is hurting. And there's a difference. Right. Or maybe you're just, you're like ready for a change. You've done this loop and this pattern for a while. It's shown up in your life. You've like done that game and you're ready to change it up. You're ready right. to do something else, something that feels different. And I'm like, right there to support you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that it's so much about, like, even when I do body work with someone, especially someone who has a history like that, the main thing I do is to give back their choice. Like, where do you want me in the room? Do you need me 10 feet away this whole session? Great. I'll do that. And I'll stay there. You tell me, I will not come closer unless you invite me. The idea that they can choose who gets to touch them, how fast, when, and that. This is the fluid consent piece that once they've said yes, they can actually say no. That was revolutionary for me. It's like, wow, well, I agreed to this. So now I have to do this for the rest of my life because I said, yes, I'm caught. I'm stuck. Um, yeah. I do have to say that, that if somebody who's listening to this and over time, somebody will, who is going to, who really would like to be able to sit down have somebody hold their space for them and allow them to just open up to what their life is like. You two are extraordinary people and uh, you hold that space for them and uh, allow them to do what they do. The, the, the process that, which is why, you know, some people might say, well, you know, you guys want us to work with you for a year. Well, that costs a little bit of money and stuff, but it, it takes that long to get somebody from where they are today through it all 
Yeah, and it's also like, what is the life you want to have? If you don't do that year, where will you be in a year? The same place. Or yeah, worse. You, can't, you can't rush this work. Yeah. This is not something you can do in a one and done session. Yeah. It's not, it's not possible. It's and some of the people working with me are like, we're having good sex. We just want to find out what else is possible. What can you show us? Like, oh, we haven't done kink. And oh my God, energy. We've never done any Tantra. How about that? Like I have one couple where that's their whole deal. They're like, we're good, but there's so much more. So can we play with that and just hang out and dive deep? And that takes time because it's fun. <laughs> well, yeah. And, and you want to keep coming back because you're having a good time and it's fun and you're learning stuff. And, it's important. and then your life is changed at the end of that year. So, but it's not—it's not just about the sex part. It's about if you feel if if you feel confident enough to be able to go into a a session with somebody and talk about what you're doing ahead of time. You can go into an interview and feel confident. You can go and talk to somebody about a life lesson that you want to help them with or whatever. It it changes who you are. In, in a really fundamental way. Has that been your experience? Yeah. Yeah. I can, I'm me all the time, anywhere with anyone. And I, yeah. And it can be 200 people or the one person in front of me that doesn't shift my love for me. And Coriel, I've seen that so clearly in you. So clearly. <laughs> you stop apologizing. You stop hiding. You're just like, hey. She has changed. It, it's, when I yeah, met her, well, you remember me before I went to Path of Passions. <laughs> I do. I do. And I met her before then, too. And, and uh, I loved you then. And you were perfect then. And you chose a different game. And that's great. That's, that's what it's all about. And I was privy to seeing you going through your transformation. That's true. You know, being married. When I met you, you were married. And you I were, was like the well-behaved suburban housewife. Yes, yep. right. You were not anywhere close to the erotic blueprints. <laughs> and then all yeah. of a sudden, it's like, woo-doo! Oh, yeah, baby. All right. Yeah. You know, inspiring. It's truly, truly inspiring. You know. Um, and Kevin, that could be you. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> so, and you went home one day, and he said, you want to do what? Pretty much. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, let's, let's have somebody else do that to me so you can see that my body really likes it. And he's like, okay. And then he watched it and he's like, I see that you really like that. That doesn't turn me on at all, but I get it now. I can't argue with that. Yeah, we did all of that. It was amazing. I, I just, I give him tons of credit that he walked through all of that with me in order to try it on. Like he was really like, I want to follow you. And then he's like, yeah, actually, I don't want to follow you. That's not even what I want. It's not who I am. Yeah. Well, yeah. But, but he's happy now. He's, he's got something. He's so happy. He just got engaged. Oh, and look at that smile. Yeah. See, now that. I'm that, so glad. That is he's just got, amazing. Yeah. And I really like her. I've met her. She's awesome. And she's not me. And that's good. <laughs> yeah. So, so at, the, at its core, you making these changes changed your you you not only changed your life you changed his life and so you're changing the community one person at a time yeah and it's based on love 
it's it's like what if each person has that sense of my body is mine my being is mine i get to be all of who i am and love all of this like if we came from there how different would our political landscape look right now how different would oh our natural world look right now yeah it's a it's a big mission <laughs> yeah it's it's really stealth enlightenment where we throw the sex in to get you in the door <laughs> <laughs> well but as a as a as a human being we are all of it um and yeah. There's nothing that we should be ashamed of about it. Right. And, and also to me that there's a lot, I do a lot with spiritual and sexual split, people who are super spiritual but think that they can't like have physical sex. Mm -hmm. And to me, like the, ultimately, spirituality is in this body. Mm -hmm. That trying to get up and out of the body is denying that this is a spiritual creation. Like this is energy. This is sacred. This is divinity right here. And so staying in the body and feeling my sexuality and my spirituality, like, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm. Well, the, and the, I guess I don't understand the, the, the concept of you come here for a reason. You come here as a spirit. In a body. In a body. In a body. You chose to have that body, and then you spend the rest of your time trying to get out of that body. doesn't seem to make right. a lot of sense to me. Right, well, and it's not love. That's not love. And it's being a divine being. It's being, it's, we were given this for a reason. Okay. We were given this body. We were gifted this body for a reason. To or live we created it. I don't know. It depends on your whatever, but yeah. <laughs> whatever. It's but here. <laughs> either way, we were given it. Whether we gave yeah. it to us. Yeah, yeah. Whether we gave, gave it to us. Yes. So what it is, is that, you know, if you're, but we spend so much time not appreciating this, vessel we're, we're told that you can't appreciate you're given this gift you're given this unique gift there's nobody else like you on the planet but you can't touch it <laughs> don't don't touch it don't and don't, and don't feel pleasure any, in it. yeah and don't let anybody else touch it don't it, feel pleasure and don't yep. don't feel pleasure but it's like it doesn't make sense because we are divine divine true divine true divinity is unconditional love and acceptance and appreciation and gratitude for you know us you know they're gra they're grateful for us because through living our lives we're and we go back to non-physical we're making non-physical or heaven whatever you call it nirvana we're we're that's how non-physical changes through living our life down here and it's appreciation unconditional love and if we don't but if we don't un, it doesn't make sense if it's unconditional love why are we putting conditions on it right it's all energy too physical non it's all energy oh. so my challenge to anyone who thinks that they're really enlightened is first of all i dare you to drive the trader joe's parking lot when it's crowded and see how you do that's number one and the second one is if you can name or think of a body part in your own body that you do not love that's your work interesting you know i i will tell you that uh 
when I when I look at all the movies about uh, people that have passed over and and stuff, you never see anybody having an embrace, having sex on the other side. I'm here to tell you that's all screwed up because that that it, energetically it happens all the time because we are energetic beings and we are we mix our energy and we love and it's just full of love and uh so it happens on the other side and And that's more the judeo-christian mythology because if you look at like shaivism and hinduism like we started with sex we started with the erotic embrace of shiva and shakti it runs through everything and that's where we go right back to like that's how the cosmos was made that's how we're born it's all about kundalini erotic energy like that's life force exactly exactly and i've seen it i mean i went back to non-physical i mean that's a long story yeah i've had i've had direct experience as well yes but i went back to non-physical and i'm telling you i saw it it was tactile it wasn't a dream okay it ran like a movie ran like a movie okay i could smell taste touch feel everything saw everything colors like beyond colors okay there was some stuff going on absolutely there was love going on because love is limitless love is eternal it doesn't matter it's heaven so of course people are screwing around why not because it's fun because it it's heaven good. of course <laughs> and because it's love and that's it. there's a reason we call it making love it's love yes it's accepting another person's body just as it is and even allowing that body to mingle with your body and then you lose track of whose body is whose, like that's unconditional love. And maybe even making love to yourself. It doesn't yes. matter the person. Making same love. same. Yes. Then you lose track of like the limits of this. Yep. That's you you guys are awesome. Just awesome. So uh, and if somebody wants to get a hold of you, how do they do that? Um, easiest ways to email me, uh, or actually, no, go to my website. Sorry. So it's uh, www.yesandmore.com, and it's Y E S A N N E M O R E, and it's one O, like I want more. So it's yesandmore.com, and there's a contact me tab, and there's a bunch of information about like who I am, how I work, all that stuff. Um, so you can contact me that way, or you can just email me. So it's uh, Y-E, oh no, sorry, I've changed that, that's right. It's A-N-N-E, so Anne, at yesandmore.com. Or check me out on Facebook. I'm on there all the time. It's just my own page. I don't have like a business page. It's just Anne Moore, A-N-N-E, M-O-R-E. I have like lives. I'm actually doing, well, I don't know when this is releasing, but I'm doing, um, my next piece is money, shame and money. I'm going deep into that because I've got a lot of the same patterns as I had about sexuality. I'm really, that's the place where I am stepping into being fully loving and whole and visible. So um, I'm doing a workshop on that coming up on October 3rd. Um, and I'll be doing a bunch more of those, I think. This is a deep dive for me because this is my work. This is where I need to play. Would you uh, agree to come and do a podcast about uh, money? Yes. Game and money? Yes. I would love yeah. to I'd love to have you do that. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, uh, Corey yeah. L. Kramer, how does somebody get a hold of you? Well, I just first, I just want to ask, and do you have a, a Facebook event for that? I just posted it. It's um, yeah, it's an Eventbrite actually. It's on Eventbrite, but it's um, 
at, oh, what is it? Uh, abundance activation. And it's going to be a three-hour dive. We're going to do a bunch of embodied work and then also some karma clearing, some integrity clearing around money because it's the inner game stuff that gets in the way more than anything. And once you start clearing that stuff out, it almost doesn't matter what you do. The flow starts to happen. So, yeah. Okay, cool. Beating space. Awesome. Awesome. Choreokramer.com. I know that part much, but how else do they get hold of you? Well, I should um, first say my, how they say my name. So uh, you spell my name, you'll see it under, under here, but C-O-R-Y-E-L-L-E-K-R-A-M-E-R.com. Uh, email me and contact me through the website. It's the easiest. And then if you want to, we can find out. I do work with people and animals. Uh, the animal work is with their personalities but and animal com communication. And the work I do with people is intuitively and sexually. So just so that we don't get that twisted. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say that if you didn't, what I see you, Coriel, is that you are a soul communicator and you help beings communicate soul to soul, whether it's human, animal, 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 human, human. Yeah. Love that. I love well that. done. Well said. That, that, that really is. That. Doesn't that sum her up? Yeah, yeah, it does. It does. And so you need to, <laughs> Coriel, you need to uh, write that down. I, 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 I have. And as a matter of fact, she's going to be on Martha Norwalk's Animal World with me on this coming Sunday. Awesome. At uh, 11 o'clock Pacific. And Congratulations. Or 1030 Pacific, whenever I can get her out of bed. And, uh, and whoever she's with. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Naughty. And Shapeshifter might not be a bed. We don't know where they're going to be. That's a, <laughs> Kevin's a Shapeshifter, too. Uh, yeah, he acting yeah. like he's not, but he was. I know. Shifter. And I keep telling him, and he needs to retake the quiz yeah. because, especially after doing the class with or, or the podcast with Orpheus, I bet his kinky went the heck right up. I think you're. Oh, probably I think this whole series, he's like, I've been blowing his mind. It really has been an expanding uh, series on my part because, like I said, like I told Ann, and I've told you, I wasn't quite sure going into this thing, but this is a hell of a lot bigger than I gave it credit for to begin with. Yeah. And also, what if it's okay to talk about sex and pleasure with nice people? Ex what if we could just do that? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. That's that's be, wouldn't that be something? That would be. Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> yeah. Well, I just think it would be great to sit down and have that conversation. It's like, all right, now this is what I want you to do then. And then he would, no, you, okay, we'll try this then. And it's like you're, it's, you're creating a script and it's, you're getting excited about the script as you're preparing it and stuff. Totally. Yeah. Yep. And it could be Chinese menu and it could be like, I want these five things, but I don't want to know when you're going to do them. Exactly. Or it could be, I know I want these five things. And the other one's like, those five things are exactly what you're not going to get this time. But oh, I yeah. know how much you want them. Oh, anyway, and he, uh, I <laughs> out in last last week's um, episode on the kinky. Uh -huh. he, he likes the he likes the dame. The what? The dame. Oh the dame. Yeah, goodness! He does. He does. Who doesn't? He does. So, <laughs> who doesn't? Now, he before before we go, because you've got an appointment you have to go to, but I do. <laughs> here's your opportunity. I'd like you to tell the world anything whatever crosses your mind about your work, about you, about the world, you pick. 
bodies are magic inside and out and we do ourselves a disservice when we forget that i'd also say um there's so like as we expand science the whole thing about woo it's all like just it's all the same it's all energy like the spiritual work is the scientific work just um yeah and what it reconfirms over and over is bodies are magic we are conduits for magic and spirit and love and pleasure and orgasms (laughs) (laughs) this has been a really incredible experience i feel like i just wanted to say that kevin and thank you sincerely for helping us all bring this work because you've had a lot of people on here. You've had a kink master, you've had a pole dancer, you've had a Anne Moore, you've had a Toriel Kramer, you've had a lot of shifting and you've handled it with grace and beauty and awesomeness. So thank you for that. And what I'd like to say is What's the worst that can happen if you explore your sexuality? The worst that can happen is that you find some pleasure, you enjoy yourself, you know, um, you can't get it wrong. You can, but if you want to do it safely, you should do it with somebody who is trained in this and we can help guide you through it. But I would ask them to keep an open mind because how is not embracing your sexuality working for you? Right. Well said. Well said. Ladies, uh, this, I think this has been the best of the five, uh, having, having you here and, uh, but all of them have been sensational. And uh, I want everybody to stay tuned because our next series of five is going to talk about animal blueprints and how you can help your animal friends and yourself do a little bit better with each other. And that, that will be a lot of fun. We're going to talk about uh, uh, shame and money um, because we can always do that. You guys are just awesome. I love you both. I have, haven't met, I haven't seen either of you in person, but your energy is so dynamic it's just amazing. And I thank you for coming on the show. And you are one of our people. You are doing this work. You're on the mission. You're holding space for all the possibilities. I, I echo everything Coriel said. Thank you. And the possibilities are endless. They are. And there's always more. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for being a part of this. I hope you learned something. I know I did. And we'll see you <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next time on my independence report and and also you can go to coriel's uh, uh youtube page it'll be there as well and and you have a youtube page right? i have a youtube page and i'll put it on mine too i was just thinking i gotta put some more stuff on my channel so yeah we'll put all this up there and and okay. the major thing is i i believe that what you guys are doing this is a new thing this hasn't been around very long but it's going to explode because you can really help a lot of people in a, in a, and it's just it's just awesome so thank you both for coming on the show and we'll and uh, we'll, you'll get their information it'll be on on the uh, at the end of the trailer here so that you can contact them and and do the work with them cuz you deserve to do the work with them thank you it's guys it's actually pray <laughs> <laughs>
It's not work. It's play. Oh, then. Play. <laughs> Go play. Have, have a good time. And do, do something nice for yourself. Take care of somebody else. Be kind. Because each other's all we got. We'll see you next time on My Independence Report. Hey, and thanks for listening to this episode all the way to the end. Hey, pretty cool. Hey, don't forget to follow us so you can receive regular updates and new posts. And remember, take care of each other because each other's all we've got. See you next time on My Independence Report.